Now, praise the Lord, everybody. Now we're doing a new study through the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians. We first want to give you some background understanding to what Paul was called into and the things that Paul had to face being called unto this great ministry, the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation. Let me read it to you in second Corinthians chapter number five, verse number 14. We're talking about the book of Philippians, the book of Philippians. Watch this in second Corinthians chapter number five. Paul tells you what we have become a part of. In verse 14, he says, For the love of Christ constraineth us. Some of y'all wild and loose. What, what Morris Day said, wild and loose, that's how it's got to be. That's the only kind of thing that appeals to me. You know, some women today, young these young women, young girls, these young girls, they will come right out and tell you, I don't want a man that has a nine to five. I want a man that's a thug, that sell weed, Cocaine, heroin, pills, flashy, loud, carry a gun, two guns. That's the kind of man some of you young women, you young girls out here are looking for. No doubt your mothers and your fathers have no idea that after their Years of raising you, trying to put the best in you, that in the end, you see this thug as a better husband type man for you and your children and your family for the future. the love of Christ constraineth us. You can't go everywhere as a saint and you sure can't do everything as a saint. Now I know you got the liberty. I know you've been made free. But don't use your freedom to fall by the wayside. Watch this, for the love of Christ, the love of God, God is love. He gave you his spirit. 
His spirit constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we then were all dead in Christ. And that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Y'all need to stop lying on God and saying, you're getting yourself together for you. I'm making the best me. I'm loving myself. I'm going to love myself to death and totally annihilate everything that the word has said. God wants you to, a male or a female, he wants you to move from a family, a mother and father house. And he wants you to get a husband or a wife. Begin to build a family in God. Because if you stay by yourself, you better be a master at keeping your lusts and your passions and your desires and all your enticements to yourself. Yeah. For the love of Christ constraint in some of y'all women and a lot of you men need to be constrained. Because in the world, we've gotten to a point where, where, to where mankind can't tell another mankind what to do. Even though you're more mature, you got wisdom, you got knowledge, you got age, these people are so out of unconstrained. They don't listen to the elders because they think all elders have to have a bunch of money, a bunch of cars, a bunch of houses. Now he's a prosperous elder and therefore I'll listen to him. The devil is a liar. We go through many toils and snares and sufferings and trials and tribulations as saints. On your Christian walk, you may lose everything you got two or three times and then get it all back. Yeah. Because if the Lord wants to use you in a mighty way, your little thoughts and ideal of how this is going to be done through you, stop it. The saints walk by faith and not by sight. It says, wherefore, in verse 16 of chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, it says, wherefore, henceforth know no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more after the flesh, but only, but by the Spirit, y'all. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a new creature. 
things are passed away. Old things, the old creature is passed away, and behold, all things have become a new creature. And all things are of God, he did it, who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Watch this, y'all. Once he reconciled us back to himself through Jesus Christ, now he's going to give us the ministry of reconciliation. He's going to give you the ministry of reconciliation. And all things are of God. Y'all hear that? And all things are italicized words. I mean, you got to put a little emphasis to it. Of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. What you're going to do with the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ to witness, to wit what you gonna do with the ministry of reconciliation to wit, to wit, W-I-T, to witness that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation, y'all. This is the ministry of every church, of every born again believer, is to reconcile the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses. Unto them, but have committed. This is what he imputed unto you. He didn't impute and put your transgressions on you but he put the ministry of reconciliation right up on your head. Now then, uh-oh, we are ambassadors. I told you, we have spiritual diplomatic immunity. We have spiritual diplomatic immunity. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech us by you. God gave us birth by the apostles being consistent, passing this gospel down from one group to the next group of born again people to get this gospel, what is written here in the book, to you and I today, pristine, rightly and clearly divided, inspired by the Holy Ghost as men of God, listen to what the Spirit had to say to the church. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. 
We pray you in Christ's stead, in Christ's place, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness, the righteous hilasterion, not the dusasterion. That's the lamb of the Old Testament to get us to the true hilasterion, the true lamb of God. For he hath made him to be sin. He hath made Christ to be sin. God the Father hath made Christ to be sin for us. And he didn't even know no sin. That we might, which all in grateful tales, won't sow a seed. You just won't sow a seed. Y'all holding on to that paper dollar. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. If, if Christ would not have been obedient unto death, y'all wouldn't be sitting up here in these buildings looking pretty. Y'all would not be sitting up in these buildings who cannot fulfill one law. Love thy neighbor as thyself. I know a lot of y'all done cut the radio off and moved on to the next thing. That's good. That's okay. Because God sees and hears everything that we do. We're studying through the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians. Now, we want to give you background to what life God had committed Paul to as a saint, a born again child of God, moving him to pastor, apostle, prophet. He's bringing Paul through his new birth experience to what he is called to do and to be. The epistle of Paul to the Philippians. The city of Philippi was named for Philip of Macedon, the father of Alexander the Great, who seized the city in 338 BC from the Factrian, 
Later, Octavia, Augustus Caesar, made Philippi a Roman colony. It was a principal city on the great Ignatia Highway in Macedonia. This highway extended from Rome to Byzantium. Byzantium. And traders from both Eastern and Western countries stopped there often. This made it strategic, this made it a strategic place for spreading the gospel in the early portion of Paul's second missionary journey. The Lord indicated that he wanted Paul to preach the gospel in Macedonia in Acts chapter 16, verse 9 and 10. Apparently, there were no synagogues in the city because no, there was no Sabbath. Paul went out of the city and down to the bank of the river where he found Lydia and numbered and a number of other women who accepted what Paul had to say in Acts chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. After Lydia and her family had been baptized, she asked Paul and his company to stay at their house in Acts chapter 16, verse 15. Later, Paul and Silas, or Cilicia, the black man. Silas is a black man, y'all were in prison for casting the unclean spirit out of the slave girl in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 25. This led to the salvation of the jailer and his family in Acts chapter 16, verse 26 through and including verse 34. Paul may have visited them again when he journeyed from Ephesus to Macedonia because he spent the spring with them in Acts chapter 20, verse 1 and verse 6, and in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 2, I'm sorry, verse 12 and 13, the church that Paul established there was probably the first in all the Europe the first in all of Europe the Apostle Paul is thought to have written this letter to the Philippians during the first Roman imprisonment AD 60 through AD 62. Paul, who was, who was a tent maker by trade in Acts chapter 18, verse three, ordinarily refused to receive any financial assistance from the churches, 
And this is known in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7 through 9. However, he did accept gifts from the Philippian brother, brethren when he was in Thessalonica in Philippians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. Ephronitius brought another gift to Paul during his imprisonment in Rome. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 18. While Ephroditus was there, he became severely sick and nearly died. But he did recover, however, and carried this letter back to Philippi. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 25 through 30, Although there is no development of one particular theme, the concept of the all-sufficiency of Christ is found throughout the whole book of Philippians. Christ gives meaning to life and causes people to serve him even to their death. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 20 and verse 21. So now, let us embark upon the study of the book of Philippians. Chapter 1, verse number 1, and it reads on this wise. It says, Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and the deacons, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, Paul says, I thank my God upon every remembrance or every mention of you always in every prayer of mine for you, all making requests with joy for your fellowship, for your fellowship. How you become a part of the fellowship of Christ? You gotta be born again, water and spirit. That's how you get into the fellowship. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confidence of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is met for me to think this of you all because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the de defense 
and the confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. And I see that we're going to have to go back and do another study on partakers. Partakers. You have to become a partaker in this work. How do you become a partaker? Association begets assimilation. If you associate yourself with something long enough, you become more and more familiar with it. You're going to have to associate yourself with Christ's liquidy, watery grave. Then you're going to have to associate yourself with his resurrection by being resurrected from that old man to the new man through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, y'all. For God is my record. How greatly I long after you to see you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. That's why I told you, don't close up your bowels of compassion. And in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are, ye all are. I'm talking about everybody in the body. Ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record. And this I pray that you love, that your love, excuse me, may abound yet even some more. You done gave out some love. You done loved. He said, I need that love to abound some more. Bounce it like a basketball. Boom, up and down, up and basin and abound. It's a basin and abound. He says, I need you abound. I need you to abound. And this I pray, this is what I'm praying to my God, that happens to y'all, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge. Oh my. I just told you with all thy getting, you still got to get an understanding. That's why it says, search the scriptures for in them you think you have life. It's talking to the Old Testament saints, to the scribes, the Pharisees, the Essenes, the elders, the judges. He says, search the scriptures for in them you think you have life, but they are they that testify of me. You ain't got the eternal life yet. Till you do like Stevie Wonder said. Have a talk with God. That ye may approve things that are excellent. That ye may be sincere. And without defense to the day of Christ. Y'all see this? 
Philippians chapter 1 verse 10 that ye may approve things that are excellent. Why? That you may be sincere and without offense, angry every day when you wake up. We don't know why. You got cars, houses, land, food, shelter, raiment. And you mad as five rattlesnakes. You're mad every morning. Like five butcher knives. Ready to go off. Like everybody's a killer and a warrior and a beast. Till the day of Christ being filled, watch this y'all, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, God's hilasterion, the true lamb of God, not the thus hilasterion, the lamb of God in the Old Testament that they sacrificed till we can get the true thing to us. Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God, the true Hilasterion, the true Lamb of God is finally here. Hallelujah. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are, not is, which are by Jesus Christ unto glory and praise of God so that God can get the praise and so that God can get the glory that we manifested and was filled and manifested and bore the righteousness of the fruit, the fruits of righteousness. That's what we're manifesting, not discourse. Not schisms and isms. Not trying to bite and devour one another. Watch this. Watch this, Paul. He's going in now. That I would, but I would, Paul glories in his afflictions for Christ's sake, for his name's sake, for his body's sake, to keep his name alive. Our God, y'all, is not dead. We don't serve the dead. We do not serve a dead God. Our God is not dead, but he is yet alive. But I would, ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happeneth unto you have happened, have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Paul is glorying in his afflictions and having joy unspeakable and full of glory because, not only because you got born again, because you made it 
another day, another week, another month, another year. Paul is giving honor to those that have the fortitude and the tenacity to move forward in their spiritual growth and their spiritual knowledge and their spiritual life so that you can begin to resemble Christ in love so that my bonds in Christ are manifested in all the palaces and in all the other places and many other brethren in the Lord waxing confidence by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. The book of Philippians Amen.